0: This episode is brought to you by Relief Band. If you regularly suffer from nausea, listen up. Relief Band is a clinically proven wearable nausea solution with no drugs or unwanted side effects. It treats nausea caused by motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, and more using technology that sends signals to your brain to stop nausea quickly and effectively. Get relief today. Shop now at reliefband.com. And to get 20% off your purchase, use the code RELIEF20 at checkout.
1: Guys, welcome back to Skin Energy. This is another episode in the Masterclass series with Jan Marini, and today's topic is going to be resurfacing and accelerators. And I'm really excited about this topic, actually, Jan, because I, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of using, for example, like exfoliation products. And I, I know that we had a time period there where people were going crazy about, you know, exfoliation resurfacing. Um, all sorts of actives you know being added on top of their skincare so I can't wait to learn from you today and also welcome back I'm so excited you're back
0: thank you well I'm excited to be back this is always so (laughs) much fun and we always have so much to talk about and this is a great topic
1: yes absolutely I'm very very excited to dive right in and I um I want to get started um You know, by having you really define this category for us, you know, what are resurfacers and what are accelerators um, as they pertain to just skincare?
0: So I like to use the term resurfacing, and this, this is different than exfoliating. I mean, it does some of the same things, but when people think of exfoliating, you know, normally they think of some kind of a granulated scrub type product. Yeah. And scrubs don't know the difference between live skin and dead skin. And also, nobody is going to be able to really determine in advance how much pressure you're going to put on your skin. Or is it going to be exactly five minutes? Is it going to be exactly five and a half minutes? Is, does your skin need 10 minutes? Does your skin need one minute? And scrubs are very inflammatory. They actually create little microscopic tears in the skin. And most physicians, most dermatologists, plastic surgeons, if I lined up 10 of them, you know, 9.5, they're not going to want their patients to use a scrub. And they aggravate acne and they can actually aggravate aging to some extent. So resurfacing is a little bit different. Resurfacing, first of all, addresses obvious imperfections. So, you know, somebody might have acne or they might have discoloration or large pores or just a coarse texture, fine lines, etc. And essentially, what resurfacing does is that it addresses things like making the skin look so much more refined, so much smoother. And the appearance of acne and rosacea and discoloration, all of those various kinds of common skin re- concerns and it it really retexturizes the skin and it does it without abrasion or inflammation. And when we get into this more the thing that also resurfacing does is that the kinds of topicals that we use actually have the ability to stimulate collagen to literally transform the surface of the skin and even affect the appearance of skin as it relates to the dermis. Um, and so it's, 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 it's different than using a scrub.
1: You know, I think that's such an important topic and, and point actually that you've made here is, is the difference between a scrub because I know that most people when you talk to them about exfoliating or, re, you know, uh, as you mentioned, resurfacing is a much better term actually, um, you know, for it you know, getting rid of dead skin cells. I think scrub is just the natural way for people to go. And I'm, you know, I'm noticing it more and more um in like body care. And so it's like, we're, we're running into the same problem. I feel like <laughs> we're, we're doing it again, the same cycle. We're repeating it. We, we were doing this to our face. Now we're doing it to our bodies. So it's like, it's interesting to see people gravitate towards something that's like physical you know it's grainy it makes them feel like oh okay i'm getting dead skin off of me you know so it's it's a really interesting um concept for me like from a psychology perspective like how we really as consumers you know feel when we feel like we've um done justice to our skin you know and like (laughs) when we feel like we've really cleaned it and um getting gotten all the dead skin off
0: and you know these you said something really important it's kind of like we fixate and focus on the outside of the skin it's like with acne if we have a lesion it's like oh my gosh i've got to scrub it away i have to get rid of it when really these kinds of common skin concerns actually start much deeper acne starts in the follicle if you have an acne lesion it's the end of the process discoloration starts having to do with active tyrosinase and a lot of different complex factors and it goes on and on so resurfacers actually can specifically address these kinds of issues
1: right now this is where we I want to talk to you about how um, someone can really figure out what the concerns are that they need to address and then where do we begin you know um I think this is really important especially because I've I've noticed just watching through TikTok and just Instagram social media in general notice a lot of people who have, for example, like hyperpigmentation, and they're doing something like using a scrub on their face, you know, and it just makes me go, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? So I would love for you to talk about, you know, um, how can we really target um, the concerns and and where do we start first and foremost?
0: So that's a really good question. It's a really important question. So it starts off what everybody should do, what, what practitioners should do when they're working with individuals and what individuals should do is you ask yourself the question, if there is something I could change or improve about my skin, what would it be? Now, normally the first thing that comes to mind is your number one concern. So maybe you have brown spots or maybe you have acne. Then you ask yourself, what else would you like to change or improve? and generally you should have three or four different concerns so it's really about targeting these specific concerns with topical agents with products that actually have the validation to address them and it always starts off so the first step in this process the very first step is it starts off with a skincare management system and, you know, we've talked about this before, but that's the starting point. I don't care if I'm working with a world-famous celebrity, if I'm working with a physician that, it, you know, said I graduated first from in my class from Harvard University and I'm a world-famous plastic surgeon, doesn't matter. It, I always We always start off with the skincare management system and the skincare management system um, addresses virtually any common skin concern and then these accelerators and resurfacers are able to more specifically hone in on specific conditions and address them even more specifically or uh, more dramatically. And I always say, think about how you'd feel about your skin if you're able to address, if you're able to resolve or greatly resolve every one of your concerns.
1: Right. No, right. That makes sense. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought up the skincare management system, because I know that the last time that we spoke, one of the things that I was kind of like reporting back to you about just my own skin and what I've noticed is that I don't feel the need to use these, you know, exfoliation products anymore. I don't feel the need to constantly be, you know, incorporating them in my regimen because, you know, um, it's like your skin becomes used to always being cleansed in the way of like, you know, you're purging the dead skin cells naturally. I mean, with the glycolic wash, and then, you know, you're constantly doing something to resurface that skin. And so I think the skincare management system is just, you know, it, it's so brilliant in that way where it's, it's really starting you off on an, in, in a new way, you know, where you're, now working in a system. You're not working with, being you know, parts of a system anymore. You're not working with parts of the solution. So I really find that to be very interesting that your skin will change in that way, you know?
0: It does. And, you know, um, it, when, we, when we really focus on with the skincare management system, we're focusing on skin rejuvenation. Now I'm going to also redefine skin rejuvenation because when you say skin rejuvenation the first thing that comes to mind is you typically think okay fine lines wrinkles you know the aging process it's really about perfecting the skin and addressing again all those common skin concerns whether it's acne whether it's rosacea what's the appearance of discoloration whether it is the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles and you know your pore size and all of those things it's about you know these superficial imperfections and with skincare management, um, what, we, what we're focusing on is we're focusing on kind of two areas that really have to do with how we perceived our skin, you know, the sort of what we look at when we look in the mirror. And it just very simply, it's a complex subject, but very simply, you know, when we look at our skin, we're looking at a dead layer the stratum corneum, and it's just dead cells, that they should lay like shingles on a roof or fish scales, and they should be in a very cohesive manner so that they kind of reflect light and look radiant. And in between our cells, we have these hygroscopic substances, moisturizing substances, and we call them mucopolysaccharides and ceramides and phospholipids and hyaluronic acid. And as we get older, these cells pile up in a disorganized manner and our skin starts to look coarser. It can feel dry. And also we don't produce as much of these hygroscopic substances. And there's actually a term for this, increased corneocyte cohesion. And so one of the things that the skincare management system does, it's not just about removing a bunch of dead cells, whether they're ready or not. It's about causing the skin to sort of function in a way in which it's always resurfaced. And one of the kind of backbone or underlying technologies in the system is glycolic acid. And glycolic acid, we could spend the whole time talking about that, but (laughs) essentially it works by dissolving and dislodging the glue-like substance or cellular cement between cells. So it does this without being abrasive or creating inflammation It's actually an anti-inflammatory. And so when those cells kind of come apart, the skin just looks so much smoother and softer. I mean, it's really kind of almost instant gratification, but it also, because of the small molecular weight, it can get into the follicle. Now, the beginning of the acne process is where cells stick together and make form a little microscopic comedone. That's the beginning of the, the acne process. And it dissolves and dislodges the gulag substance or cellular cement in the follicle so that it actually interrupts that process. So you can kind of start to see how you can have various common skin concerns and the technologies throughout the system
1: are able to truly address most of those issues. Yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. And I really like what you said about, you know, resurfacing is something that it, like the manage, the skincare management system, it, it really does retrain your skin in a way to be used to this constant resurfacing in a healthy way. And I, I really, really agree with that. You know, as somebody who's been on the system, as somebody who's tried other products, you know, I can definitely see what you're talking about there because it, it's like almost like you've been doing something wrong your entire life. And then when you get reprogrammed to do it correctly, it's, you notice a whole different set of, I guess, you know, concerns or not, you know concerns not being there anymore. So it's, it's a very interesting um, shift that occurs in my opinion, you know, just as a consumer um, in terms of the resurfacing. Now, Jen, I want to ask you about, um, let's talk about the accelerators, because this is something that I'm also very curious about. Like when you say the word accelerator, um, how is that being used with the skincare management system? Um, so that we can really, you know, address all of these specific concerns that we all have, whether that's discoloration, acne, you yeah. know, whatever it is.
0: Well, let's, let's take, um, like discoloration first. Now. Yeah. By the age of 35, if you've got skin, every person on the face of the earth is going to have abnormal pigmentation. That's just a fact. And I'm sure you heard me say that before. And there's no cure for discoloration, but we can manage it. And at the very simplest level, when we have discoloration, the body is producing more pigment than it's able to eliminate. So it's kind of hyperactive um, in terms of how it throws off pigment. And One of the technologies, well, first of all, it's a system, but the technology that for discoloration, the accelerator is something called Luminate Facial Ocean or Luminate Facial Ocean MD. And this product has actually been the study on it was actually published in the Journal of Drugs and Dermatology, which is a peer-reviewed medical journal. And I know you're familiar with peer-reviewed journals that are very different than journals that aren't peer-reviewed, but it can take months or years to get into a peer-reviewed medical journal. It has to have benefit to the medical community and it's highly scrutinized. This was a half-based study in comparison with prescription hydroquinone, which is considered overall the gold standard for addressing discoloration. And we actually outperformed prescription hydroquinone and besides having the the topical agents that go after discoloration this is a product it's 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 revolutionary in terms of the technologies that you don't see anywhere else but it also at the same time de-ages the appearance of skin yeah interesting so it and one of the things that it has in it is a retinoid and it has quite a few other technologies as well but not only are you addressing discoloration which in and of itself can make individuals look older but you're also addressing so many other factors that go along with just the texture of your skin appearance of fine lines and wrinkles and it that it's transformational in terms of making the skin look younger, but at the same time,
1: addressing discoloration. Right. No, I, I think that that's, that's the important part that I think to be very, very, you know, very, very unique about your system is that, you know, it's, you're really getting a targeted approach without it being like too targeted. I feel like, you know, when I think of accelerators, like just off the top of my head, you know, as a consumer, I think of very strong products. I think of very, um, you know, unnecessarily strong, if you know what I mean. You know, it's like the spot treatments that you and I have spoken about before where it's like you know doing the opposite so I really like that you're taking a step by step through this because you know for everyone listening it's important to understand you know what you're act like we said what what are your concerns you know what are the main concerns and then really figuring out why you need what you need and then just stepping away from the rest of it you know <laughs> so it's like you, you really have to figure out okay if I have discoloration that's my concern then This is the route I go now, Jen, what about acne? You know, that's another one so that I know a lot of people listening are going to want to know about this one.
0: You know, it's an epidemic today. I've said that so many times among women in their twenties, thirties, forties and beyond. How many times do we hear somebody say, well, you know, I didn't really have acne as a teenager. And then I hit 25 or I hit 30 and suddenly I've got this acne on my chin and my jawline. It's really stubborn. It's almost kind of cystic nodular acne. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you hear people talk about also that maybe they didn't ever have any acne until that point, or why, you know, why does it come back and why is it worse than it was as a teenager? Now, fact number one, a lot of times when people say, oh, I don't have acne, I just break out once in a while. The term acne is a term that describes the process. So whether you break out 10 times a day, whether you break out once a month, once every other month, it's all acne and there is no cure for acne. Even Accutane is not a cure. In fact, the medical statistics on acne state that about 52% of individuals fail Accutane. What that means is, is they get complete total clearing and then over a period of time, and it's different for everyone, they're kind of in remission, um, but the acne comes back and oftentimes it can be just as bad as it was originally. The other 52%, um, they may have clearing or better clearing, but over time, the acne may come back. It just may not come back in the same form that it was originally. It may be better than it was before. So there's no cure, but you can manage it and you can have complete total clearing. You don't need to break out. And essentially what you've got to do is first you have to introduce something in the follicle that gets addresses the beginning of the acne process. We, that's the skincare management system. And the second thing is, you have to address C. acne bacteria. Now that's critical because C. acne bacteria, first of all, it's part of our body. Even if you have perfectly clear skin, you've got that bacteria on the surface in your follicles all the time. You can't just suddenly kill it all. It's always going to be there. But when it becomes an issue is when the cells stick together in the follicle, And they trap oil and they trap P. acne bacteria or C acne bacteria. The bacteria then eats the oil and it excretes a fatty acid byproduct. That fatty acid byproduct is really corrosive. And what it does is it wears down your follicle walls. So eventually you have a leak, a rupture, or a blowout. And that means material goes outside, and you may get anything from a red bump that's a little papular or a to a nodule or a mini cyst if it's a deeper break in the follicle, or a full blown cyst if your follicle literally blows up. And so, if everything stays in your follicle, you don't break out. And one of the things that we, the, the, the product that we recommend with the skincare management system is duality. Now, one of the reasons why duality is so revolutionary is I could take someone who doesn't have acne, I wouldn't do this, but I could, and I can put them on duality, and it will also de-age the appearance of their skin. It'll have remarkable effects on, on making them look so much younger, smoother, follicles, all of that. So this is a product that not only can provide complete total clearing, but it also addresses a lot of the concerns associated with just poor size and texture, and again, the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. And so, uh, one of the primary technologies in duality, and it's a dual chamber product. So, you press one side, you press the other side, and then you just mix it together in your hand, is a very unique form of benzoyl peroxide. Now, people typically say, but Jan, benzoyl peroxide is the teenage medication, it's going to dry me out. This is not mom's benzoyl peroxide. It's not. What you get by prescription or on infomercial, it's very different. Now, benzoyl peroxide works because benzoyl forces peroxide in the follicle. It releases oxygen. p bacteria, you can't live in oxygen. It kills it better than anything we've ever seen. Yeah. And, it, and in addition to that, it is a different molecular size. So if you go to the drugstore, you get prescription benzoyl peroxide. It's micronized. It's micronized to about 60 microns. This goes down to 5 microns. It's 12 times smaller, so it gets in the follicle faster, it works faster, and it doesn't dry. Now, I'm going to tell you why I can say that. I can say that because this was tested. The study that we did was done in Alberta, Canada with Dr. Jaggi Rao. He's a board-certified derm in the U.S., board-certified in Canada, head of the Dermatology Residency Program at the University of Alberta, and the CEO and founder, of the acne clinics of Canada. He's probably treats more acne than any other physician in Canada. And this study was done in weather that was twenty over 20 degrees below zero. And the patients in the study, their skin was more hydrated after with the benzoyl peroxide than it was before the study. Wow. So this is really revolutionary. And the other chamber is a retinoid It also has peptides and anti-inflammatories. It also um, has something that makes discoloration that's associated with acne go away about 300 times faster. And so, um, you know, retinoids are a gold standard for aging. So when you put those two together, we can manage acne and also have some really extraordinary benefits for the appearance of
1: aging. Right, absolutely. No, it makes sense because you know, honestly, I think that um, actually just the other day, it's funny you you mentioned retinoids because so there, uh, the other day, um, one of my students came to me and they were like, "Well, I got this question wrong." You know, they were doing a question bank, and the the question was a derm question, and it, it it asked them about what would you give a teenager who's breaking out all of a sudden, and the answer was like a different form of of retinol and they got it wrong but they were like asking me they're like why wouldn't we use like a bactericidal or you know um like a like a you know bacteria Sidal kind of uh, face wash, and so I was like, "Well, that's the, the, you know, the retinol is the gold standard, so you have to you have to go with that." So it's interesting that you know um, you you're bringing it up in this way because I I see the the clinical side of things, and then I I talk to you and I talk to people on skincare Anarchy and it's so interesting to see how the mer- the worlds are merging, and we're really merging this you know this knowledge, and it, it's fascinating. You know, it's watching
0: interesting that. that you bring that up because a couple of things. First of all, I'm gonna mention, because I have to emphasize, that if you miss one day, then you're gonna break out. Maybe you won't break out right away, but you'll break out because you cannot kill the bacteria permanently. So this is known as bacteria static as opposed to bactericidal. So you kill it every day, then it can't eat the oil, can't excrete the fatty acid byproduct. Now what's interesting, about retinoids, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of retinoids. And that's kind of like the gold standard that they give teenagers and even adults, you know, here, start on, you know, Retin-A or whatever, you know, prescription retinoid. It's about 43% effective. Now, if you ask anybody and you say, okay, would you like to have 43%, you know, less acne? They go, of course, but mm-hmm. do you rather have 43% or 100% less? And the reason why they, they you typically they don't provide benzoyl peroxide and a retinoid at the same time is because when you put them together in the same formula, they render each other inactive. That's reason number one. Reason number two is because most adults, now teenagers are a different issue, but most adults, they don't want to use benzoyl peroxide because a prescription retinoid typically They have to acclimate to that. Oftentimes it leaves them, you know, for a period of time, red and flaky and their skin actually kind of looks worse than it did when they started. And then you add benzoyl peroxide into the mix and oh my gosh, the benzoyl peroxide that they're being given is not what we work with. And so again, they're getting a lot of inflammation, a lot of redness. And so there's, there's, there's quite a bit of acclimation to that. So what we're able to do is we're able to remove all of that, that acclimation. In fact, with our retinoid um, in the physician study, uh, 78% of of patients had absolutely no acclimation. Zero. The other 22% maybe had a little bit of flaking or some redness that could easily be addressed just starting off every other night. So again, we're able to provide this extraordinary remedy um, and manage Mm. this, this very... Very complex, difficult issue that plagues virtually everyone and um, and not have all of the uh, um, issues associated, the challenges associated with that. And no. we can and we can DH the appearance of skin at the same time.
1: Well, that's, you know, that's the interesting part is that people talk about aging and they talk about it as if it's this phenomenon that's just happening, you know, alone by itself, but really it's so interconnected with all of these other topics, you know, for example, you know, discoloration, acne, all of these are components um, in terms of different you know, diseases and pathologies that are contributing to aging. So that's very interesting that you bring that up because I think that, you know, really debunking that is important at this point. It's this idea of, you know, either I have acne or I have this or I have that, or I'm aging. No, it's all happening at once, you know? So I think consumers really need to understand that and go for products like the skincare management system that's at the same time, you know, it's it's targeting all of these concerns. And so you're what you're going to see is the synchronistic impact on your skin's health overall that's going to lead to, you know, results like anti-aging and, you know, you're getting better results with your acne, better results with your discoloration. And also I want to ask you about rosacea, Jan. How does um, everything fit in with rosacea? Because I know that's a huge concern as well.
0: Rosacea is a very, very rapidly growing disease. Now, we say that it affects more than 16 million Americans. But, you know, I think it's underreported because unless somebody says to a physician uh, or they get diagnosed with rosacea and the physician documents it. I mean, there's so many people out there that have never seen a physician. Maybe they maybe they see an esthetician. But we just don't really know how many people have rosacea, but we know that the numbers are growing. And uh, it the reason why the numbers are growing is because the underlying main causative factor of rosacea is sun exposure. Hmm. So as people get to the point where this sun damage and it takes 10 20 30 years to show up it really starts to show up then it 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 shows up in things such as rosacea and it typically is in uh, more pre- prevalent in fair skinned women. Now, men get rosacea. When they get it, we don't know why. A lot of times it's more aggressive. Can we see rosacea in people that have a lot more pigment in their skin? Yes, it just isn't. It's it's more rare. Um, So generally, it's fair-skinned individuals, and usually the onset is between the ages of 30 and 50. Now, could you have it sooner than 30? Yes. Could you have it later than 50? Yes, but that's the kind of the window of onset. And it's a disease of basal motor instability. So blood vessels which are designed to expand and contract expand and contract in rosacea those blood vessels are compromised they're more noticeable one of the characteristics in rosacea is people have flushing and blushing and redness but even when they're not just you know abnormally red if you look closely at their skin they have all of these little capillaries we call them telangiectasias and the thing that people have to remember is that it's not a disease of sensitivity. And I can say, but Jan, I thought rosacea was all about sensitive skin. It's a disease of reactivity. You could be really sensitive and not have rosacea and you can have rosacea and not be particularly sensitive. You're reactive. What are you reactive to? You're reactive to triggers. And those triggers, the typical ones, are things like really spicy food or alcohol or caffeine. And then it can get, you know, it, 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 and then some of the ones that are a little bit of a subset, but sometimes it can be sugar. It could be chocolate. It could be berries, avocados. Everybody has their individual triggers and there's a lot of commonality among triggers. But for some people, it's sitting in a stuffy room. Some people it is, they don't get enough sleep and there. It aggravates the rosacea. The weather's too cold. The weather's too hot. It's too humid. And so the bottom line with rosacea, with sort of common run-of-the-meal rosacea is that there is a reactive protein, inflammatory protein that we all produce, it's called kisolicidin. And kisolicidin is actually a really good protein because in wound healing, it plays a role in helping to provide healing. But um, if you just produce it, when there's no target organism, when you're not, you don't have a wound, then it plays a major role and all of these things that we see superficially on, on the skin. And so we have to do a couple of things with rosacea. First of all, lots of anti-inflammatories, skin care management system. And I, I've seen in many cases, I mean, really dramatic improvements with just skin care management. By the way, there's no cure for rosacea, but we can manage it. But secondarily, there's a product, the Accelerator is Rosaleaf. And mm-hmm. leaf has a number of technologies, but one of the ones that's really game-changing is that it has a peptide that actually downregulates that kisolicidin protein. And that hasn't been done before. Um, wow. You know, normally with rosacea, and I want to spend a, a huge amount of time on this, but what we focus on is we focus on the so-called demodex mite. Now, demodex mite, are little mites, little parasites that we're all born with. We all have them on our skin. They are, they're inside of our follicles. And so they've done studies. They've never been able to really implicate the demodex mite in every type of rosacea because somebody could have very mild rosacea and they biopsy the follicle and there's tons of demodex mites and somebody else could have really aggressive rosacea. And they have very they have much many fewer demodex mites. So we we feel that in most rosacea, it really has to do again with this sort of inflammatory protein. Now, there is a subset, I mentioned this because I think it's important, but sometimes you see people that have rosacea that is it looks almost like they have got the most severe form of acne. I mean, like they have acne fulminins or acne conga blotta. I mean, it's just just I mean it's hard to describe because it is so red, so inflamed, and the lesions are so large. Now there's something called demodex dermatitis. And that's where, so these these demodex mites that you have, they live for about two weeks. again, everybody has them. When they die, they sort of release this sort of a uh, bacteria or protein that some people are very, very reactive to. And those people, it just causes so much inflammation. Now that's a different though, that's different because if that were the case with everyone, we would all, cause we all have mites, we'd all be suffering from this. So in those cases, then it's things like invermectin or um, crotomitin. literally you're working with almost like an insecticide. But anyway, mm-hmm. for, the, for most of the rest of us, um, you can really manage this and get such dramatic results Skincare management, Rosalie.
1: Wow, that's crazy! I mean, I didn't know that um, you could have such a such a variation of finding these mites in different cases of rosacea. I didn't know. Well, it's, a, it's
0: such a complex disease, and then there's all these subsets. I mean, it gets it's. I used to um, occasionally teach a class when I'd be out on the road, and I'd spend literally the whole day on rosacea. Um, and there's, you know, just so many subsides and things like rhinophyma is actually a type of rosacea, you know, where you see somebody who develops a really large bulbous nose and the blood vessels. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Well, a a lot of people will not remember this person, but a good example of that was W.C. Fields. So he had this big bulbous nose. It was always red. And we just assumed unfairly that if you have this big bulbous nose, that you were an alcoholic because wc fields was an alcoholic. But mm-hmm. it actually is a form of rosation, it's an overgrowth of tissue. And I've seen I've seen pictures of people that have that where it literally looks like they have an elephant truck coming off their nose.
1: Yeah, it's like it's it's very deforming,
0: you know. Yes. Say, yeah. And yeah. what they're able to do today with a good practitioner is they can take lasers and actually laser off that tissue and make the nose look normal again now you have to manage the disease but it's it's pretty amazing what they can do
1: wow yeah I've seen a few people like that you know just uh acquaintances and I I you know it it always I remember it used to always confuse me it's like what is it is it a skin problem is it a you know did you get burned it almost looked like they got they had a terrible burn or something you know and yeah. it's like a keloid scar or something it, it's yeah, I always uh I always wondered about that. That's interesting. And the an interesting um,
0: thing about it is that it almost always exclusively affects men. Yeah,
1: it's always men. Yeah, you know, it's that's so yeah. I've never known a woman that had that. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So I want to go back to aging, um, Jan. I want to talk more about aging because you had mentioned about um you know, it, it's really, the skincare management system is obviously, as we know at this point, it's wonderful for, for aging, but what if we're using the management system, we're doing great, you know, the skin's um, really reacting very well to it, um, what else can we do, you know, in terms of aging and really taking everything up a notch?
0: Okay, well, one of the aspects of aging, again, a very complex subject, is that, you um, we have what's called loss of volume. That can be as much as 50% of what we perceive as aging. So there's something called the youthful triangle. And if you put a triangle over the face, the highest widest part would be the cheekbones and then it narrows down to a well-defined jawline. And that again, that has to do with volume. And volume is these things, these mucopolysaccharides, ceramides, phospholipids, hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid though is one of the primary factors in volume. Now, a lot of times people will say to me, Jan, it's like, you know, I turned 35 or 40 and I woke up one morning, I looked in the mirror and it's like somebody was letting the air out of my face. So um, again, this can be a major aspect of the aging process. Now, when as females age, we're a little bit more challenged. And what happens is that cheek pad that's up really high, those cheek pads not only photograph well, because we always look at models and they have high cheekbones, but they, they're also the most distinctly feminine characteristic of the female face. Hmm. So high cheekbones are very feminine. Yeah. Now, as we age, the cheek pad starts to move down and we start, we see maybe a smile line around our mouth and then pretty soon we start to see a nasal labia fold as it flattens more and pretty soon as it flattens even more you can take that triangle and you can turn it upside down because the chin area and the jawline area will become the widest part of the face the upper part of the face will flatten now when it gets really flat and we're all guilty of this so you you know, you're looking at a little couple that's been married for sixty years, and you say, "Oh my God, they're so adorable! They've been together so long; they even look alike." It's because <laughs> the female face has become more masculinized in facial appearance. So that it's a little bit more complex than just volume, but that has a lot to do with it. Now, one of the things that we do today for volume. And for appearance of fine lines is we have injectables. If people choose to, you know, most of the injectables are a form of hyaluronic acid and they can either address a fine line or they can make, put more volume in the cheek area. And, um, and, you know, depending on how much movement somebody has in a particular area uh, that dep- that determines how long it's going to last. And so some, Areas like the cheek area could last a couple of years and other areas, it might be six months. Um, But this is this is huge business. Now, what most people don't know, and even a lot of injectors don't know, is that when you inject hyaluronic acid, it's not the hyaluronic acid that gives you the correction. Hyaluronic acid acts as a scaffolding or a platform for collagen to form around it. Wow. So that's one of the reasons why it persists. And again, depending on how much movement you have or where it is, it can persist for a considerable period of time. And then eventually it it kind of dissipates. Now, this is where it gets really good. And we're going to talk about the accelerator of Hyla 3D serum and cream and lips. Yeah. So you could go into any drugstore, any department store, throw a rock and you're going to hit a product that has hyaluronic acid in it. I mean, I put hyaluronic acid in products for years, but it's a very large molecule and it kind of just sits on the surface of the skin. Now, why would they put it in a product? Well, because it absorbs about one to 10,000 times its weight in water. So it's a nice moisturizer. And but it doesn't really last very long. It kind of dissipates after you know a you know, few hours. Well, this is something that's very different. So Hyla serum and Hyla cream have hyaluronic acid molecules, some of which are very tiny, they actually penetrate. And not only do they penetrate deeply, but just one of those molecules is 50 times more hydrating. So instead of one to 10,000 times its weight in water, 50 times more than that. And at 24 hours, there's still five times as much in the skin. So you put this on day and night. And what it does is it starts to build up a reservoir in the skin of hyaluronic acid. And over time, what happens is you start forming collagen around it. Now, it doesn't replace injectables, but what it does is it just gives overall volumization to the skin. And that's something that we really haven't been able to accomplish before. And there's actually molecules in here also that stimulate your own hyaluronic acid, stimulate elastin. And so uh, this is another way of being able to sort of address that one of those little pieces of the so-called aging puzzle. The reason that we have a serum and we have a cream, serum can be used by anybody. You know, you could have oily skin or dry skin, and you use it right along with the system, and it you know doesn't interfere with anything. But if you are in colder weather, or you have dry skin to begin with, and in cold weather a lot of times you know it just affects your barrier function. Um, we also have a cream, and the cream has an, also some extraordinary technology in there that really uh, changes the way that your skin responds under those different conditions. And um, it changes even the appearance of some of those kind of crepey fine lines that oftentimes are are sort of caused by dryness. Um, And it stimulates certain factors in the skin that make the skin act like young skin would act under those conditions. So um, either one of those. It's going to kind of kind of gets you to the same endpoint. And the lip product is not a lip balm, although it makes the lips feel very nice, but it's designed to address one of the most annoying aspects as we get older. This happens even in people in their 20s. They just don't see them. But vertical lip lines. Now, even if they're so tiny, you really can't see them. What happens when you wear red lipstick? Bleeds. Now, I'm wearing red lipstick today. Unfortunately, you guys can't see it, but I'm wearing red lipstick. And I put it on around 7.30 this morning. And if I had it on tonight at 10 o'clock, it still wouldn't bleed. Wow. Because I've been able to manage those lip lines. So um, so that is another piece of the
1: aging puzzle yeah no I mean I think that's really fascinating because we never really talk about the hands and especially like with lips I know there's a lot of lip masks out there nowadays just you know and I always I always see them as like little you know um like I, I don't know token skincare products that every line comes out with but it's very rare to see um anyone talk about the concerns that you mentioned which are those vertical lines because yeah I've definitely noticed there's you know i'm starting to see them you know in my 30s i'm i know my friends who have you know commented on theirs and so it's very you're right it's very very um prominent and you really do start to see them and it becomes something that you try to hide with you know i guess makeup or even when you're putting on makeup your makeup will sink into those kind of lines so it's very. yeah
0: exactly Well, the other thing is, you know, and everybody suffers from this. Now we're going into winter and it's dry lips. Like I said, this really isn't a lip lump, but I'm going to give everybody a tip Mm -hmm. on dry lips. I never have dry lips. And I've been in, you know, flown into places like way back when Chicago had that winter where everything was 20 degrees below zero. And I don't get dry lips. I'll tell you why. So at night when I clean my face, I take. Of course, I've removed my lipstick, but I take my washcloth and I literally scrub my lips. Mm. So that they're like sap. Everything that I put on my face, I rub in my lips. And that's another thing. I don't understand why people sometimes they just they do their face, but they don't put everything on their lips. So I rub everything that on my face and my lips. Then now this is the only thing that your significant other may not be too crazy about. But before you go to sleep, you take a product like Vaseline or Aquaphor, something that is heavy and occlusive.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, there's, there's even a couple of lines out there that make something that kind of almost looks like lard. And it's so that you put that over your mouth and kind of around it. And so it doesn't sink in, but it occludes everything. So during the night, that, the water and the moisture and all, you know, those other things that help to kind of plump your lips up. um, They sit there and again, it sort of forms a reservoir and Mm -hmm. they can't escape. And also you've got a barrier against, you know, during the night, if you've got the heat on or it's just under very dry conditions. So you wake up in the morning and when you take that off, your lips are all nice and plump and smooth. And I never get dry lips.
1: I love that. And I, I agree with you. I don't know why people don't just put, like, I'm very similar to you. It's an, it's interesting you brought that up about putting everything on your face that's, you know, on your face, on your lips. I do the same thing.
0: <laughs> just like, so, it's
1: like no it's, mirrors. <laughs> it's, a very,
0: it's a very inexpensive tip and it
1: works. Yeah, and I feel like if you're going to take care of your skin and you're going to put so much money into your skin, you know, everything around your lips, why would you not just, you know, <laughs> do the little bit extra and just, you know, take care of your lips. That's I love that though. I love that tip. And I think with the winter, I know a lot of people have this problem. So for everyone listening, I hope you definitely took notes on that because, you know, it it's really, really painful. I've heard that when you have like super cracked lips and it's wintertime and especially for those people that live in like Michigan and stuff and New York and, <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of uh and what you
0: do is you see all that dry skin and so you try to lift it off and all it does is just ends up making your lips bleed
1: yeah you know what's funny it's my brother used to do that when he was a kid he used to pick at his lips constantly and i was like why are you doing that it's because you don't
0: know how to get rid of that dead skin and a lot of times the -the over-the-counter products like chapstick and things like that they actually make it worse it make uh, it worse the reason yes. why is because when you've got something like that on your lips particularly like if it's cherry flavored or whatever you lick your lips and it just makes oh.
1: it see i mean, i didn't know why but i did know it made it worse yeah it, it does it makes it worse and we are always licking our lips you're right it just i think you know that's where it makes sense what you said with the occlusive products to put them on at night because you're just going to go to sleep so yeah. You know, unless you're eating Vaseline off your lips at night, then it's <laughs> going be okay. Um, now, Jen, I want to talk to you about, um, you know, there's obviously, I want to know about um, what we can do in addition to everything that we talked about, like on a weekly basis, you know, like um, weekly, what can we do? And also my favorite topic, which is masks. I love masks. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, when it comes to skincare products, my favorite type of product is masks. So what can we do weekly? And then also tell us all about masks in your opinion. So
0: you, you you see this huge difference with what you're doing every day, but you can also accelerate that process. So you can take your skin, continue to take it to a higher level of skin rejuvenation. And again, skin rejuvenation, meaning it could be the appearance of your discoloration or your acne or your, your other concerns. So you can continually take that to a higher level progressively. And you can add things into your program that you're going to do maybe once or twice or three times a week. And these are additional accelerators. So for example, I'm going to tell you about one of my favorites, and that's Cleanzyme and Skinzyme. Now, Cleanzyme and Skinzyme are proteolytic enzymes. And what that means is is they can digest dead or diseased tissue, but they can't hurt normal living tissue. Mm. So we have docs. That do laser resurfacing Fraxel, and to either you know a lesser or a more aggressive degree, and let's just say that the patient is three days out from laser resurfacing. They're not healed. They're kind of scabby. There's a lot of dead particulate on their skin, and what they the doctor says here we'll do cleanzyme and skinzyme, and what it does is their skin's not even healed, and what it does is it digests the dead and disease tissue, it doesn't hurt the normal living tissue and their skin oh looks smoother. It heals faster. So you can do that at home. And it's instant gratification because it makes the skin just look very glassy. And it also accelerates whatever else you're doing. So it helps with the appearance of discoloration. It helps with the appearance of acne. It helps with just your, your pore size and your skin just looking so much smoother and glassier. You know, and today a real popular term that the Koreans have is glass skin, meaning the skin is yeah. so reflective. Now, another one um, is our, we have two different multi acid resurfacing pads. So, one is Marini multi acid resurfacing pads, and the second one are the Marini clear corrective pads. Now, anybody can use either one of these. So, what they are you have a jar and they're filled with 30 pads that are pre-soaked with different acids. The multi-acid resurfacing pads are really geared at kind of overall skin rejuvenation. So just making the skin, again, look so much smoother and brighter and refined. And progressively, it just takes you forward over time. Now, the marini Clear Corrective Pads, do that, but also I specifically develop those for acne.
1: And not only
0: is it helpful in in getting to that end point of clearing, but one of the most challenging aspects of acne is post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. That's the discoloration. Lots of times people say, oh, it's acne scarring. No, a scar is an injury to the dermis. So you're tissue is compromised. Like you have an ice pick scar, a box car scar, a a divot, a rolling scar. Discoloration is not an injury to the dermis, but it can look like a scar because it can be, depending on your your, uh, skin tone, it can be reddish or brownish or purplish or blackish, and it can hang around for a long time. What it's really from is when your follicle leaks, ruptures or blows out and the material goes outside, it's like a foreign invader and is treated as an inflammatory process. When that makes its way to the surface, before you get a lesion, destroys little, well, it disturbs little blood vessels, little micro blood vessels along the way. And what do they do? They leak out the color of blood, like bilirubin, Rubin. And so you end up, depending on your pigment, having this residual hyperpigmentation and again, hang around. You know, you can you can be very clear. You can completely clear your acne, and kind of look from a distance like you still have it because of the discoloration. So, duality. We have something that gets rid of about three hundred times faster. But these corrective pads. Oh my gosh! When I was doing proof of concept, and I had um, an individual who was um, Asian, who had some fairly significant acne, we were able to get her completely clear but she still had the discoloration. And just two weeks after using the pads, there was such a huge difference. I I, I almost couldn't believe it myself. Um, and they're also, again, great for the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles and all of the other common skin concerns that we have. Um, and you mentioned how much you love masks. Yeah. So we have a retinol mask, which is great in terms of just you know anti-aging, um, it's great as far as helping with acne. You know, again, various common skin concerns. And we also have a luminant mask. And the luminant mask is specifically, for anybody can use it, but specifically for the appearance of discoloration. And it occludes into the skin, the topicals that help to um, lessen or down-regulate some of the factors that go into pigmentation. And so even though it's, you might leave it on for 10 or 15 minutes, when you take it off, people notice that their skin just right away looks so much brighter, looks more even toned.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like that's the, that's the thing that I really, really love about, I think everything that you've created, Jen, that you continue to create is that it's all so like geared towards solutions. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a like for everyone listening, like, you know, the line is not made for like there's no fluff products. You know, it's really a targeted line. It's a system that you start with and then you just you add what you need to add. And I really, really love that because I think that it gives meaning, so much meaning to some of these products and these product categories that are floating around these days, you know, in skincare, like every single brand I see has a mask. Every single brand I see has, you know, these toners or whatever you want to call them. And these resurfacing agents or, you know, exfoliators. And it's like, they, but they don't put any context to any of them. You know, it's, it's just like, well, here you go and buy, you can buy it if you want and see what happens. But it's, it's so important And the reason I'm saying this, Jan, is so the listeners understand that, you know, it's so important that when you're incorporating these extra steps into your routine and you have started on a baseline system, which is, you know, the perfect one is the skincare management system. It's for everybody. You have to understand why you're adding what you're adding and what your real problems are. So I just just love it. I love your approach to skin health overall. Well, one of the
0: things that I always say and this is from my perspective, I don't want another product. I want a solution. Yeah. No different than anyone else. I don't want, you know, a rosacea. I don't want acne, adult acne. I've I've been through that. I'm a two-time accutane failure and I never break out. So my acne is managed. Um, I don't want discoloration. Um, I'd like to keep fine lines and wrinkles away as long as I possibly can. So it's really, it's about solutions. Yeah. And you, you, you really hit on it because the product rhetoric is so seductive. The marketing is so seductive. Yeah. But really, you know, when I'm, if I'm talking with somebody and I'll ask them, um, you know, what they'd like to change or improve. And a lot of times people will say to practitioners, well, you know, I go to Target or I go to the drugstore and they have a cosmeceutical section and I buy my products there and I think they're just as good as anything else. Well, do you know that when you ask somebody about their concerns and they give you three or four or five different concerns, I'm thinking in my head, so how's those products working for you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because truly we can truly address those concerns in a way in which they're managed or you're just not really aware that that's a, a primary issue any longer.
1: Right. Right. No, I, I completely understand, you know, and I think that it's, it's more, it's more important now than ever. I think for consumers to really understand that, you know, there is a very specific level of science that goes behind creating anything for the body you know whether that's a topical product or that's a you know whatever it is for you and you know you really have to you have to start understanding that you know and and blindly buying products from random xyz brands is not going to get you the results that you need or you want you know if you're like for example if your wedding is coming up in three months what are, i mean what would you do? Would you rather go to a random brand or would you go somewhere where they have a systematic process in place? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a simple question, but it boggles my mind how much people struggle with this and how, you know, like you said, they are so attracted to the marketing and it's it's a very, you know, it's very appealing. I get it. I totally get it. It's, you know, human nature, but I still think that, you know, we are as consumers becoming more and more intelligent and it's more important now than ever to really make those intelligent decisions, especially in well, health. You know, I have to
0: act. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag for just a minute.
1: Oh yes, please do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there is a consumer. It's the number one consumer publication in the U.S. It's called New Beauty. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but yeah,
1: it, I love New Beauty.
0: And it comes out every quarter, and it's one of these publications where it's not an inexpensive publication, but you you just don't throw them away because there is so much information in there, whether you're looking for a surgical procedure, whether you're looking for a laser procedure or products or the latest trends in skin rejuvenation or any of these things. And it is, um, it is reviewed it, the, the, on the editorial staff. It's, it's a physician editorial staff. And so it's a very, very um, reputable publication. And every year they have what's called the New Beauty Awards. And for 12 years in a row, 12 years in a row, we've been viewed it, been voted the number one skin care system, 12 years in a row. And overall, we have received more new beauty awards than any other product in the marketplace. So on the one end, you can find our studies in peer reviewed medical journals, and you can see all the the physician and medical validation. But on the other end, the consumer acceptance is overwhelming and it's really because we offer solutions real solutions
1: exactly no you re- really do and you know it's so lovely that you brought up new beauty i have column with them so what's <laughs> when I, I i actually i put when we first started our masterclass, class i put you in there because for that reason you know specifically was that i knew that they would really appreciate. And I remember I had spoken to the editor-in-chief and we had a wonderful conversation about how big of fans we are, you know, of your approach to skin health, your your work. And it just, it, it was just something that I think everybody agreed on was this idea that, you know, the thought that has gone behind the skincare management system, the thought that has gone behind your line is just, it's next level. You know, it's something that you will not even get at dermatologist office you won't get it just anywhere it's it, it's really something that combines biomedical bench research with clinical medicine and then also incorporates the needs of the average consumer whether that's you know through like beauty editorial like you know those kind of things so it's it's a very beautiful um mix of things that you've you've you know kind of brought together but kept science at the center so jan i'm i'm very very you know I'm a huge fan, and I love that you uh, took a moment to tell us. Because honestly, I brag about you all the time. <laughs> I really do. You. you know, I tell all my friends, and I I tell all my colleagues. I'm like, you know, if you really want to fix your skin, this is there's no better place to start or finish. I mean, this is no. this is it. So, um, I do have I do have a, one more set of questions for you, Jan, before we. Um, round out the episode um, this time. And, and that is really about around body care and neck care, because I know this is a very emerging topic. I know a lot of people have been discussing the neck um, area as far as our skin there. And especially with aging, as you know, um, it, you know, it, it starts to sag a little bit. Like me, I noticed in my thirties, like it's starting to become a thing. And so um I would love for you to speak about that, you know, just, just the neck area and what we can do to really address any kind of concerns we see in this area.
0: Okay, so guys, the neck area is is a is a big one. And I'm going to be very transparent here. First of all, this has to do with the platysma muscle, the big muscle that goes and they pull up with a facelift. You know, when people get facelifts, it's not like they're starting up the top and just pulling everything up but it really a facelift is actually a lower facelift and it has to do with the platysma muscle, which takes everything this way and it helps with the jawline and et cetera. Now that muscle, as we age, it pulls down. There's nothing that I can do about that. And the other thing that happens is you have a fat pad in this area and it's held in place by membrane and collagen and all of that. And that fat pad in the submental fat pad, it begins to herniate. Now, can we do something about that topically? We can, but it's limiting. And first of all, Juvenec is something, and you can go to our website, you can see the before and after pictures, and you can see that there is a significant improvement, but it doesn't replace cosmetic surgery. And the improvement is that we can actually get some more contouring in this area. So it looks a little bit kind of, again, tighter and contoured. And also we can address some of the, what we call necklace lines. Sometimes people refer to them as it looks like rings around a a tree. Um, And we can soften that significantly and make the skin just look much smoother, much creamier. And just everything, again, look a little bit more contoured and tighter and lifted. And there is a difference. And we do use topicals specifically for this area. So many times when you see a neck cream, and I look at the ingredient listing, and it's no different than what you would put on your face or any place mm-hmm. else on your body. Um, it's just being sold to you for that area. And there are actually we do have technology in here. One of the, some of these tech, one of the technologies that we have in here actually can help to turn uh, fat cells into fibroblast cells. And also it's, we've got fat mobilizers so that that's one of the reasons why you do see a little bit more of a contour and definition in that area. So that's the neck area. Now you mentioned about the body.
1: Yeah. What okay. are we, what are we going to get a body care management system? <laughs> okay.
0: So now the body is something that's different from the face because we don't have these the same oil glands. So when you're talking about your arms and your legs, you know, your torso, unless you've got acne on your back, we can use body scrubs. And we do make a body scrub, and it is a glycolic body scrub, the Marini body scrub. And I have to tell you, it is one of my favorite products for just getting that, you know, beautiful, glassy, reflective body skin. And I'm going to give you guys another tip because we're going into the holidays. Yes. And, you know, years and years ago when we used to wear a mini skirt or a short holiday dress, we had something called pantyhose, right? Yeah. That covered up a lot of sins. Well, today, <laughs> we <know> <laughs> so um, here's and, and dry body skin and wanting your, you know, your skin to look really just reflective and smooth. Okay. So here's what you do. You use The body scrub, and I like to use it from time to time with something called a Buff Puff. Hmm. Now, Buff Puff, if you go online, that's an actual brand, but they also have ones that are just like it that aren't the actual brand. You go to Amazon um, and it's under the name Buff Puff, and they even make one for the body. And what it is, it's, it's a polyurethane sponge that has just a really stiff, stiff texture so that it adds to this exfoliating on the body. And, and again, you get a lot of dead skin. It's not like the face. It's not, you're not going to create these, you know, uh, you know, further age the, the skin or whatever. But anyway, so you're using the scrub, so getting and you're getting that just really nice and smooth. Now you get out of your shower or your bath. I like to take baths. And the first thing I do is then I put on an oil. And unfortunately I don't make an oil but it can be the oil of your choice. It doesn't have to be an expensive oil. For example, Neutrogena makes a really good oil. Sesame is one of the best oils that you can use and they make a great oil that has a lot of sesame in it. So you put on an oil and then what you want to do over that is you want to put on a nice heavy body cream. Now, again, I don't make a nice heavy body cream, but one of the ones that I recommend, and I know you know this name, CeraVe. Yes. Okay, now CeraVe, is they make one that comes that's dry skin and it comes in a tub, big tub, and it has a pump on the top. And it's a drug, get it at the drugstore. It's not expensive. And you just slather that on everywhere. Okay. Then the next thing I do after that is my cellulite TX. That's our cellulite product. Hmm. And I wish sometime we'll, we'll just Take the time to talk about cellulite because that's a whole thing in and of itself. This product, I worked on this for over 15 years. Wow. And it really does make a difference. And so I'm very fortunate in that I don't have much, but it goes on my upper thigh into the buttocks area, and you know where else you get it? On your upper arm. So I do my cellulite X. Now let's say that you've gotten a banner, you have a party. So now your skin is going to be so smooth and just have that nice luminant look to it. So at that point you can do two things. You can do a sunless tanner. And you know, I, I don't think sunless tanners look that great in the wintertime unless you do one that's just kind of a nice light one that sort of just gives your skin a nice um a little it takes a little bit of that uh winter polar pal- you know, paleness away. Um, or you can do something like, you know, they make these shimmer lotions. Juergens makes a shimmer lotion. Neutrogena makes a shimmer lotion where it's, it's a lotion. That's not a sunless tanner, but it's got some color to it and has sparkles in it. So that when they look at your legs, they're like, oh my gosh, they're so reflective. Right. And now (laughs) you're ready. You know, you're ready for, you know, your party
1: dress. Right. um, I I love that. And you know what, honestly, Jen, you need to make these products. (laughs) I'm going to go back to that. I know you were trying to get away from it, but I'm going to go back to when are we getting the body care management system?
0: (laughs) Well, actually um, I, I did have a glycolic body product out a a number of years ago. And so I'm kind of working on a new technology in that area, but um, I, and I do have a lot of things on the drawing board, but not necessarily for the body. So you're going to be seeing some very interesting technologies coming out. So stay
1: tuned. Awesome. I'm excited. Well, you know, when you do get around to it, I can't wait for you to come out with a full set for the body because I feel like a lot of people like, again, you know, the body care is hard. It's difficult. Like, you know, there's not a lot of brands that are focusing on it. And the few that are, you know, there's few and far in between that I I think are, you know, proper and I approve of in my in my experience at least. So I'm I'm very excited always to see what you come up with. But this has been so great, as always, Jan. You're the best. I love learning from you. And every single episode I learned so much. So I hope everyone listening, you feel the same way and that you have been taking notes because. I mean, this is the most amount of in-depth knowledge like we could possibly bring you guys about skin. I mean, Jen really is the encyclopedia of skin health. And I just, I'm so grateful for her time, for her dedication to her work. Jen, you are truly just marvelous. Thank you so much.
0: You're you're so kind. Thank you so much. You make me feel so good. And everybody listening, thank you because I wouldn't be here without you. And well, we're going to do
1: this again, so. Yes, she will be back next time. I can't wait. Um, So yeah, everyone listening, make sure you send us your comments, feedback, questions, anything. Um, If you have any specific questions for Jen, definitely shoot them my way because I'm putting together a Q&A. So maybe oh. we can get her to do that Q&A for us and answer love some really important Q- questions.
0: I love Q&A. Please, yeah. please, please submit your questions. And it can be anything, whether it's products, technology, skin conditions, all of that. um, that, That'll be a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Well, see, you heard it from her. So um, definitely submit them. Let me know, let the, you know, let us know whatever you want to learn about and we will present it to Jan. But uh, again, we will be back next time. Thank you so much. Thank you.